0: My name is Boyd Varty. I think of myself as an artist of experience. My passion is to create transformational experiences for myself and others as a way to explore what it means to truly live. My central exploration is to live on what I would call the track of your life. To me, this is to live courageously towards the discovery of what you are called to and to what life asks of you. So much of how I live has been informed by my passion as an animal tracker. I'm following the trail of my own life and reporting back. This show is a daily broadcast from a tree house on the Londolozi game reserve in the wild eastern part of South Africa. Londolozi is a 14,000 hectare wilderness reserve adjacent to the Kruger National Park. The land is home to lion, leopard, rhino, elephant and buffalo as well as a variety of other animals. I'm your host, Boyd Varty. My goal is to spend 40 days and 40 nights alone in the wilderness to explore the archetype of the mystic in nature and hone my skills as a tracker. These are my daily stories. Day 33, sinking in. A lonely day full of missing people. In a week, I will be complete. And this proximity to the end of my time in the tree starts to stir up the mind. There are people I can't wait to talk to. There are people I miss. It feels close and it creates a bout of anxious immaturity. I want to talk to them now. A week may as well be a year. But also, I don't want to leave this tree. It's been such a deep ceremony. But I've come to learn to ride the ups and downs of the way the mind uses the idea of time. So instead, I pull the big comfortable chair to the edge of the deck, facing the downstream current, fold my legs and sit, letting the silence descend. I know the sounds of the river so well now. The sound of a kingfisher hitting the water. The sound of elephants' ears slapping. The bark of a startled Inyala. I sit and sit and with that I start to slowly return to the understanding that this time has been a teacher. Time to have time. Who has that? A little song by the late great South African singer Johnny Clegg starts to play in my head. I can hear the tune and then the words and with it my mood improves. He sings, The world is full of strange behavior. Every man has to be his own savior. I know I can make it on my own if I try. But I'm searching for the great heart to stand me by. Underneath the African sky. A great heart to stand me by. I'm searching for the spirit of the great heart. Next thing I know I'm up and singing to the wilderness. Searching for the spirit of the great heart, I certainly am. And here, when I end up singing to myself, I may have found it for a moment. The river has cleared, so I go down and splash in off the sandbank. I don't linger on account of some of the leathery sleeping bags that I've seen down there, but the water is cold and the sun is hot. Something about swimming in wild waters feels extra refreshing, like... For a second you absorb the energy of the water and its journey. On my run, I glance to my right, and a herd of giraffe are running parallel to me in a perfect line, smallest to biggest. The youngest one must be less than a year old. Elephants cross the river almost continuously. The moon is returning, and with it, evenings become lit by silver. How do I go back now? How does what I have learned here shape my life going forward? I have so much new awareness. Some don'ts and do's or do's and don'ts. I don't want to travel so much alone. I don't want to live on planes. I don't want to always be arriving or leaving somewhere. I'm learning to sink in. The tree is teaching me how to put down a root into myself into a place. This is a lot of what I wanted to learn. I do want to connect people with this. I do want to live with this mind. In the afternoon, I take a little bag of rubbish out to be sent back to the main camp. It's an absurd looking pile of packaging, tins and wrappers. Packaging comes from the necessity to store and sell food. It was the Egyptians who first put food under lock and key. To look at that pile of trash against the systems of disposal out here, still makes me feel weirdly out of place. You could pluck a lettuce from the earth and in a moment be overwhelmed by the creative power of nature. You would feel the abundance and gratitude built into plucking a fresh peach off a tree. In that moment you would be connected to nature and seasons, aware. And then that food goes back to the earth with no residual waste. No remaining tin-canned that will go and live out its days in a hole somewhere. I bring up the Egyptians because I once read a study about chimpanzees. The chimps would get given a daily pile of food, and the food would be shared and distributed in a fairly orderly fashion with a bit of hierarchy. They then removed the food and introduced tokens which could be traded for food. And all hell broke loose. The chimps went into a crazy state of scarcity. They hoarded tokens. There was prostitution. There was threats and murder. At the most basic psychological level, you take away primary access to food from gathering in the woods or your own cultivation, and you change everything. Gotta put food on the table so you sell your time. It's the foundations of a system. Gandhi was a huge believer in the village because he understood that in shared production of food in small groups, you could produce enough that you could be free of colonial rule at a fundamental level of survival. In terms of one thing that could have a massive effect accelerating a transformation in consciousness, I don't think small food gardens can be underestimated. And when you start to see how much abundance can come from a few square feet, it really does blow your mind. And surely as markets continue to globalize in a world of radically accelerating uncertainty where someone eating a bat on one side of the world can result in the evaporation of your business thousands of miles away, you couldn't do better than a back-to-basics insurance plan that focused on small, decentralized communities built around shared permaculture. It hits a lot of markers. Common cause, shared endeavor, Health, community, security, connection to nature, right there. Put the gardens at the center of your pocket of light. I know it's kind of crazy how deep a pile of trash will take you when you've been living like this. The respect I have for nature's efficiency has grown exponentially. I remember I once saw a rhino that had died after another bull had gored it. With its horn in a territorial fight. I was standing next to the carcass when a fly landed on it. It was like a nanotechnological probe had found what it was looking for. In the next 10 days that two and a half ton animal went back into the system via lions, hyenas, maggots, vultures. It was just incredible to watch matter transfer back into energy then back into matter as this huge creature was ingested and then lived as life in other creatures. Remarkable. I think that's the update for t- today, friends. I don't think I'll leave the camp. I'm just going to sit in my chair and be quiet and read. It says in the Tao Te Ching that the Master travels all day without leaving home. And that certainly sounds like it's worth a try four zero out This has been another episode of the Track Your Life Podcast with Boyd Varty. Follow us on Instagram at Boyd underscore Vaarty, Twitter at Boyd Vaarty. visit Boyd's website at Boyd_Varty.com, or subscribe to this podcast in your favorite podcast player. Please rate and review this podcast so that more people can find and enjoy it.